Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. I think we're going to have to change the song, Iron Ed. I got a new favorite song. To nobody's surprise, I love, I love, love, love Oliver Anthony, the new superstar, the new country music superstar. We will get to him, my new favorite ginger. Uh, Ironhead likes him too because he has a red beard. You, mm-hmm. you guys with the red beards, you stick together. But uh, that's right. We will get to Oliver Anthony. We'll get to home. Oh, so much stuff here on this jam-packed Monday. But I have to start with this, and you're not going to be surprised at this either. But I am so disgusted with our Commander in Chief, with our President. We say this all the time. I say it all the time because it's true. The U.S. president, the job of the U.S. president is one of the toughest jobs in the world. If you do it right, you will age in dog years. It it is it is a grind. It is it is it'll wear you out if you do the job right. I don't think Joe Biden wants to do the job. I think he just wants to he wants all the perks. He wants all the money. He wants to all the influence that he can peddle around the world. But there are parts of the job that I look at and say that is not that tough. You know, just to show a little empathy, show a little compassion. I said it last week. Go and meet the Gold Star families, the Gold Star mothers who lost their children because of your negligence. Meet them, hug them, shake their hands. Oh, I don't know, maybe even apologize to them. That would that would make you look good, <laughs> even if you don't mean it. And we know Joe Biden doesn't mean it. The guy who was looking at his watch as the, uh, as the, the uh, bodies, the ca- caskets coming home from Afghanistan, the guy who never even mentioned the 13 warriors that he got killed, the guy who never uh, said he made a mistake in this uh, disastrous withdrawal, that guy. Well, we know there was a real disaster in Maui over the last few days. We know it's, it's mind-boggling. The death toll is now at 96, and it is climbing fast. There are hundreds of people still missing and presumed dead. So let's just guess. The death toll is going to go over 200, 300. I mean, it's unfathomable, the damage, the carnage, the death from a wildfire in Maui. And what does the president do on this weekend? We have this just incredible natural disaster in one of in, in one state in this country. He goes back to the beach. I mean, I know people who love the beach. They love to sit on the beach. They love to go in the water. They love to ride the way. They like to make sandcastles. But you can't take a day off, a weekend off from the beach. You can't go, I don't know, sit by your pool. You can't sit in your backyard. You can't just, again, take a day off. It's a bad look. But once again, the Biden administration, Joe Biden, his family, his 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 people, don't care about optics. They don't care how bad it looks. They don't care how bad he looks. This is just stunning to me. And it shouldn't bother me because, again, we know he is a soulless, cold-hearted man. We know he has zero compassion for anybody. 
We know he didn't even acknowledge his own grandchild. That's the kind of, we know he sent his, his drug addicted moron son around the world to make money for the family. That's how compassionate he was, caring he was for his own child. But this just seems so easy. I could do this. I could never be president. I, there's so many parts of the job I couldn't do, but I could do this. I could step in front of the cameras and say, I'm praying for the people of Maui. I'm going to make a trip to Maui. We're going to do everything we can for the poor folks of Maui. It is heartbreaking what they're going through. But no, that is too much to ask of our president. No, he can't take a day off from the beach. He can't step in front of the cameras. He can't speak for a minute about the suffering of his people in his country. He, I mean, I guess I should be encouraged. He, at least he didn't step in front of the cameras and say, this is a good time to send more money to Ukraine. God knows if there were a wildfire in Ukraine that killed 100 people, Joe Biden would be really concerned. But Ukraine, that's his top priority. Hawaii, not so much. And by the way, this is a Democrat state. This is a deep blue state. These are people who voted for him, and he doesn't give a damn. If you're, look, if you're watching along, this is Joe Biden yesterday, I think after he spent another day at the beach, lounging, sleeping, snoozing in the sun. He uh, gets in an SUV. He has uh, one of his people there, Secret Service guy, holding the door for him. And the media, uh, they shout some questions at him. And I assume they assumed he was going to just say a few words about Maui. We're all watching what's happening in Maui. We're all heartbroken. We're all affected by this. It is amazing what these poor people are going through. There's video that looks just, it looks like Hiroshima. There's video of people standing waist high, chest high in the ocean for hours as their town burns, as their homes burn to the ground, as their loved ones, neighbors are dying. It is just incredible video. I'm sure Joe Biden hasn't seen it because again, there's no TV on the beach in Delaware, but this is Joe Biden. Yesterday, as he gets in the SUV, you can't really hear it, but we have a uh, we have subtitles here. The question is, Mr. President, any comment on the rising death toll in Maui? Good question. Obvious question. Let's hear what Joe has to say. Go ahead. Will you come talk about the Hawaii response, Mr. President? Uh, nothing. No, no, no comment. Now, I know his handlers, his visiting angels are cringing at this saying, Jesus, Joe, can't you just say, I'm praying for them, my heart breaks for them. Can't you say something? No, no comment. I mean, it's like he's being asked about all the bribes he took or something, or all the crimes his son committed. He's, he's being asked about a wildfire that killed 100 people. How hard is that? Again, lots of tough parts of this job. Grueling, tough, tough job. That's easy. That is easy. Just like meeting gold star mothers, just like meeting crime victims, just like going to East Palestine. That would be easy. He has never gone to East Palestine. He never went to Waukesha, Wisconsin with some crazed black nationalist ran over the, the Christmas parade, killing uh, eight people, um, uh, six or eight people, I think six people at eight injuring dozens more, killing an eight year old kid, killing an old lady who's dancing in the parade. He could have gone to Waukesha just as a political move. It would have looked good. He could have hugged some people. He could have gone to church with them. He could have prayed with them. But no, he can't be bothered. He can't be bothered to do the job. He's been on vacation 40% of the time he's in the White House. 
And it's not like he's going there. He's doing something. He's sightseeing or doing something adventurous. He's laying his, his 80 year old body on the beach in the sun as people on the beach in Maui are, are, are watching their homes go up in flames, their businesses, their whole town go up in flames. It's just staggering. How the, 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 the lack of compassion, the lack of empathy. There were yeah, 10, six dead and 62 injured in Waukesha. He never went there. He never went to East Palestine. He couldn't use it, I guess. Those were Trump people in East Palestine. He promised to go there. He still hasn't gone there. He'll never go there. He doesn't care. I should probably give him credit for honesty. At least now we know he's not faking it. He doesn't give a damn about people in Maui or Waukesha or East Palestine. He cares about people in Kiev, in Kiev, in Ukraine. He cares about them. God knows he cares about them, but he doesn't care about average Americans who are suffering and dying. It's just incredible. that, that and, and we had to hear all through the campaign, his wife, Dr. Jill, tweeted that empathy is on the ballot. That's what she tweeted during the campaign. Empathy is on the ballot. What? Empathy? Have you ever seen anybody with such a lack of empathy, such a lack of compassion as Joe Biden? Someone so cold. It's, again, the greatest lie ever told in American politics that Joe Biden is an empathetic, compassionate man. He's nothing of the sort. And by the way, I sent you that montage of, of headlines. Donald Trump played golf after a uh, hurricane, Hurricane Maria, I believe it was. All the mainstream media, all the websites and newspapers and networks were killing him for the look of going to play golf after people suffered through a hurricane. There it is, you know, uh, Politico, New York Times, Washington Post, Donald Trump's uh, uh, Trump golfing during a hurricane is a problem, says CNN. Really? So he played golf during a hurricane or after a hurricane. That's a problem. What about Joe Biden laying his ass is on the beach and then saying no comment, no comment. Why would you no comment? You have no comment after you saw what happened to your fellow citizens in Maui. It's just disgusting, but it is par for the course. We will get to the latest on the Biden scandals. Again, I'll say it. They do not care how it looks. They do not care about optics. They name a special prosecutor and on Friday, Friday news dump day, they name a special prosecutor, and it's somebody we know. It's David Weiss. David Weiss is the man who slow walked the Hunter Biden investigation and then tried to sneak through the sweetheart deal where he pled guilty to two, two misdemeanors, got zero jail time, and was going to be granted immunity for future crimes, for crimes not yet discovered. That guy, that corrupt guy, that total total uh, Biden stooge is now the special counsel investigating Hunter Biden. It's not only inappropriate, it's downright scandalous, but they don't care. Obviously, it's a really bad look. They stopped caring about bad looks a long time ago. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to explain to you just how insane this is, how brazen, how corrupt this is. And I'm going to explain why they are the, why the, the effort to protect Hunter Biden will never end, will never stop, why they will never allow Hunter Biden to go to prison, why Joe Biden, even if his son were to be convicted, would pardon him the next minute. 
uh, it's it's not because he loves his son. It's because he's afraid of him. He's afraid of him. I'll explain. I want to get to that. Oh, Dr. Fauci, we're starting to learn more about this little criminal, Anthony Fauci. The latest on Fauci is absolutely mind-blowing. The money Fauci made while, while forcing people to get vaccines, while discouraging people to, from uh, using therapeutics, while never mentioning you might want to lose a little weight, might want to get to the gym, might want to uh, trim down to you know prevent uh, serious uh, consequences from COVID. We will explain to you why Fauci did what he did and said what he said. I don't think he's going to get away with it. I really don't. I'm, I'm, for some reason, I have some faith here. Maybe it's just Rand Paul. Rand Paul gives me faith that we will, it's before, he's, before he's dead and gone, we're going to learn what just what a scoundrel, just what a scumbag Anthony Fauci is, was, and always will be. But uh, we got to get to Oliver Anthony because I love this story. I love this guy. We should have done it Friday when it just broke Friday morning. But if you're not sure yet, if you don't know yet, maybe you weren't paying attention. Maybe you were like Joe Biden. You were just laying on the beach and you weren't following the news. Oliver Anthony is the new smash hit sensation. Uh, I guess we're calling it country music. It is it is good country music, but I love everything about this. This is my kind of music. This is my kind of song. It's uh, a great angry protest song about the state of this country by just some unknown redheaded redneck from Virginia who was performing in North Carolina yesterday. The song went viral on Friday. People started uh, tweeting it out, posting it on social media. There's everything about this is just great because there's no great production. There's no bells and whistles. It is just this guy, this farmer from, uh, from Virginia, redhead with a red beard, a guitar, a microphone in the woods with his dogs. That's it. There's, there is no light show. There's no, there's, there's no backup band. There's no one editing it. And there's no one, uh, helping him here with this to make, to make it look slick. It's just a guy. And you want to hear someone, see someone sing from the heart. This is so raw. It's so real. It's so genuine. It's everything I love about music. The lyrics, and this is important to me, are you can understand them. You can sing along. You can read them if you want. The lyrics are great. It's a well-written song. It's a, it's a, it's, it's really um, from the heart is what it is. And this guy's, it's going to go, this guy's going to be big. Already he's got people um, uh, promising or, or offering to, uh, to bankroll him, to support him. He showed up yesterday at this place in North Carolina where he played in June. He said there were 20 people there. There were, I don't know, hundreds, maybe thousands there yesterday. And before he spoke, I mean, before he sang, he read a Bible verse and he said, America is a great country because even an idiot like me can, can succeed. He's wonderfully self-deprecating. He's wonderfully genuine and real. I had, I tweeted about this and I had, you know, got some reaction, positive reaction. People loving him like I do. I had a couple of people say, you don't really like this song, do you? I mean, you're just pretending you don't like, I don't like this song. I love this song. This is the kind of song I like. It's angry. Uh, it's, it's understandable. Um, you can, you can tell that his heart is in it. You could tell there's nothing, there's no attempt to, to go commercial, you know, to, there's no attempt, attempt to appeal to, to any mass audience. It's just him 
being himself, singing from the heart. Let's listen to a little bit. Ironhead likes it too, but only because he has a red beard and he looks like him. You, so you, Oliver Anthony, and uh, and AOC's boyfriend. You gonna get together? You'd be like a ginger ZZ Top. That's that's the plan. That's right. You, you'll, three, you'll have to sing three real, three real handsome fellas. Yes, he's he is a handsome fellow. He's just such a normal, regular guy, and he sings. And I tell you what, I might think uh, this is a little over the top five years ago, but after what we've gone through the last five years, after we've seen the tyranny of the, the, the COVID years of Fauci, of Biden, of the, you know, the laptop of Twitter and Facebook suppressing people's speech of the January Sixers and pro-lifers being thrown in jail by this lawless administration. This is the right song at the right time. It's one, it's, it, I mean, you gotta love any protest song. The protest songs are great. I love, you know, fortunate son, my favorite protest song, American Blood by Reckless Kelly. Great protest song about the Iraq War and George Bush. But this is just about the state of the country today. It's so good and it's so, so timely. And I, I think it's only going to get bigger. It got big over the weekend. I was watching his, what's he got now on Twitter? He's got like a quarter of a million followers. Three days ago, he had like 17 followers. He has gone viral. He's gone national. He's a sensation and he ain't going away anytime soon because he's really good. 302,000 followers. Does he really? Wow. And he follows nobody, right? He's got, he follows one person. He's got 300,000 followers. He's promising to make the, you know, uh, go on tour and perform in, in, in small towns everywhere. And people are going (laughs) to turn out just, I think he's got, this song went to number one on iTunes. I think he's got three songs on in the top 10 already. Uh, just him, his guitar, again, no band. No, and, and, and I'll say this, I like country music, but not bro country. I don't like the bro country that you hear on country music radio. I mean, I like Kenny Chesney and Eric Church and Gary. Uh, um, uh, uh, I, like Tug, I like Tim McGraw. I like those guys, but this guy... Um, is not like the like the Luke Bryans and Blake Shelton's and you know the twangers that you hear on country music station radio, country music TV. I don't. I'm not. They all sound the same, and they don't feel like they're really singing from the heart. They don't feel like there's any emotion. This guy's just the opposite. This is what you love in a musician: a guy who's not doing it for the money. He's not doing it to get on The Voice or to go. You know, get on country music television. He's, he's just doing it because it's because this is how he feels. But let's listen to a little bit of uh, Oliver Anthony's Rich Men North of Richmond. Go ahead. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame. What the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. But it is. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Living in the Oh, you're a big fan, Jerry. With an old soul. I already know all the words, huh? The rich man knows the rich man. The rich man knows it all. Just want to have total control. Total control. Dollar 
politicians look out for miners and not just miners on an island somewhere. Ooh, that's the best line. Folks in the street ain't got nothing to eat and the whole beast milk and welfare. God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Young men cutting themselves six feet in the ground. Cause all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to. For people like me, people like you, wish I could just wake up. But it is. I, there's a couple of lines there are just glorious. If you missed it, he says they care about, I wish they cared about miners and not just miners on an island somewhere. So he's singing about Epstein Island, which is great. And then he says, the government, if you're five foot three and 300 pounds, the government shouldn't pay for your bag of fudge rounds. I don't even know what fudge rounds are, but uh, they sound pretty fattening. But that's, you don't hear that in too many country songs, that the government's paying, paying for fatsos to sit around and eat fudge rounds. And you don't hear anybody sing about Epstein Island. And naturally, it pissed off all the right people. Rolling Stone came out with a piece on calling it uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the new favorite from right-wing influencers or QAnon people or whatever. They, they of course, hated Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town, too. Remember, we talked about Aldean. So I. I said, why don't every country music star try to do something like Aldean did, you know, come out against the BLM riots or the Antifa or whatever and uh, piss off the media, piss off country music television. Uh, well, they uh, they took a shot. Rolling Stone took a shot at him for mentioning uh, Epstein Island. It said the mag, uh, this is from Gateway Pundit, says the magazine is particularly annoyed that Anthony, quote, even appears to allude to Epstein Island. What the hell is wrong with that? What the, I mean, it's not like he named names. Uh, Ro- Rolling Stone is disgusted that right-wing influencers, including Dan Bongino, Matt Walsh, and John Rich, are suddenly rising up as one to push Anthony's song and comparing Anthony to Jason L. Dean. A look at the lyrics may suggest another reason why rich men north of Richmond is appealing to right-wing influencers. Anthony rails against high taxes and the value of the dollar, but also wades into some Reagan-era talking points about welfare. And it goes, uh, this is a long piece ripping the whole, Here, here's, this is from Rolling Stone, quote, which used to be, you know, the counterculture, anti-establishment, rock and roll magazine. It's just the opposite now. The whole world's been turned on its head. You know, it's like rage against the machine is now rage for the machine. Because, you know, they were biggest, the big Tom Morello, big mask guys, lockdown guys. They do the bidding of the, the, of the rich men, nor the rich men, the tyrants in power right now. And Rolling Stone's the same way. It's a tool of the establishment, which Hunter Thompson is rolling in his grave at the thought of this. Hell, Matt Taibbi was kind of a, Poor man's Hunter Thompson left the magazine and he's a hardcore lefty. And every day he's out there talking, writing about uh, how the left, how the liberals have lost their way. And now they support you know, suppression of free speech and mandates, COVID you know, vaccine mandates and, and, and collusion in, with big tech and big government to, to silence people. That's the, that's the stance, the view of, of Rolling Stone now. They write about Anthony, quote, the real head turner 
is an apparent allusion to Jeffrey Epstein's Caribbean Island, where the billionaire and convicted sex offender allegedly introduced young girls to powerful associates. Um, someone explained to me who could have a problem with that? <laughs> what? Who could have a problem with the guy mentioning Epstein islands? Um, and, 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 and uh, apparently Anthony has talked a lot about child sex trafficking, protecting minors and, and the, the, the evil that took place on Epstein Island, but uh, Rolling Stone, they're not, then they, they're okay. Um, putting uh, Zarniev on the cover and making Zarniev some kind of, I don't know, counterculture hero. But Oliver Anthony singing about rich men north of Richmond, north of Richmond, they don't like that because Dan Bongino is a big fan. Well, who isn't? I love this song. I love everything about it. I hope it uh, continues to go viral. I hope I know what they're doing right now that uh, Rolling Stone and Politico and CNN and New York Times are trying to find something in Oliver Anthony's closet. And they might because he admits he was an alcoholic. He had, uh, he, I think his one of his other songs is called I Had to Get Sober. So, you know, that's from the heart, you know, that's emotional and genuine and raw, but they'll try to find something he did at some point in his life to discredit him because he's now a favorite of right-wing influencers. Well, I don't care what anybody says. I love the song. I love the guy. It's just such a great story. It's so different than what we're used to with all the, you know, with whatever Taylor Swift and Sam Smith and, uh, and, and, and Ed Sheeran and even all the, the country guys I mentioned, which have handlers and you know, managers and producers and editors. And this guy's in the woods with his dog making this song. He wrote it. He sings it. He never thought it would go viral. It has. That is a great story. And uh, I can't get enough of it. I, I think I could sing the whole thing right now. If I've heard it, like I've listened to it probably 20 times over the weekend. If I can sing along, and the meaning and the words have meaning, I love the song. That's the kind of music I like. I want to be able to sing along. I listened to this the first time. I got tingles up the back of my neck. I did. I like it. It's, that's that's how you know it's a great song if they can do that. But all right, we got it. You know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about some rich men north of Richmond in honor of Oliver Anthony. I'll tell you who he was singing about. I'll give you a hint. He's about four foot eight. He's a eighty whatever eighty three years old. He's a he thinks he is the science. He thinks he is the ultimate authority. He is the he is the worst tyrant, the most corrupt bureaucrat in American history. And for some reason, he has become everything about him is partisan. So the Republicans, Rand Paul leading the way, have exposed this weasel, this liar, this this evil little man. So that means the Democrats have to defend him. That means they have to say, they, you know, he's a college professor now. He's gotten a million honorary degrees. He wins awards and medals. Hell, Trump gave him a medal, which is a, to his everlasting shame. But we're learning more about why Fauci did what he did. And it is mind-blowing. It is just staggering that what, what a corrupt, venal little man he is. We'll get to the details on that. Scott Brown, former uh, U.S. Senator, he uh, reveals to our friend Tom Shattuck that he wanted to beat the crap out of Joe Biden because Joe Biden got handsy 
with Gail Huff, Scott Brown's wife. It's just unbelievable. Um, we're going to show you why Vivek Ramaswamy has surged in the polls, why he's so well-liked at this point, and people are enjoying his uh, his campaign. You know why? Because he's, he's enjoying it. Beware the candidate who thinks the process of campaigning is fun. If they think it's fun, and that's one of the great things about Trump, is he enjoyed the fight, the debates, the campaigning. I don't think he enjoys it so much anymore, but in 2015 or 16, he loved the process. If you love the process, it's appealing. It's endearing to the voters. And Vivek is enjoying the process more than anyone. We're going to get to this. The, the reason the Disney production, the real life production of Snow White is going to be the biggest disaster in Disney history. We'll get to that. Oh, and we have a, as predicted on Friday, we have a Democrat senator who is, uh, who knows why Maui burned. She knows. You're never going to believe this. She, she's going to explain to you. Of course, she's the dumbest member, known as the dumbest member of the Senate. So take it with a grain of salt. But any day now, get ready. When Joe Biden talks about Maui, which who knows if he ever will. He's never talked about Afghanistan. He's never talked about Bobulinski, the laptop. But if he does, he will blame it on climate change. That you can be sure. We'll get to that and lots more. But first. Excuse me. During these crazy and uncertain times, we can't talk enough about having reliable tools for self-defense for your family and for yourself. We see the videos all the time, the smashing grabs, muggings, people getting beaten in the street. Well, you got to protect yourself, and that's where Florida-based EAA Corp. comes in. They specialize in providing exceptionally high-quality firearms to the U.S. market at an incredible value since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, revolvers, and shotguns. Whether you're looking for a concealed carry, competition pistol, or home defense shotgun, EAA has it. Their MC-1911 series fits the bill, and they're available in compact carry or full-size configurations. Are you a first-time gun owner? Well, the all-in-one 9mm MC-9 and MC-28 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package, ideal for everyday carry. Concealed carry has recently been approved in several new states during the last year with no permit required. EAA's lineup also includes shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every firearm available from EAA. Visit EAACorp.com to learn more. That's EAACorp.com to shop for your personal firearm protection. All right, I need eight hours today, Ironhead. Go ahead, check with Newsmax, see if we can do eight hours today. We'll just take the rest of the week off. We'll do eight hours today. Man, we got so much to get to. Uh, I had to do, I had to, I had to get to uh, my man, Oliver Anthony, but this story had just blew me away. And I guess there's a chance, you know, it's not true. It's exaggerated. But the idea, well, I'll just read it. Let's see. Uh, this is from uh, Town Hall. It was a few different places over the weekend. Um, let me see if I have the headline. The headline. Here it is. This is the headline of the Town Hall story by Sarah Arnold, which came out yesterday afternoon. Records reveal Fauci made over $300 million from the COVID pandemic while Americans suffered. While the entire U.S. was under authoritarian mandates, top so-called COVID experts were making hundreds of millions of dollars on the pandemic that caused lifelong hurdles for many Americans. 
According to records, the former NIH director, Dr. Francis Collins, and former NIAID director, Dr. Anthony Fauci, made huge profits from royalty checks during the China virus-fueled pandemic. Uh, Open the Books, a transparency organization recently released over 1,500 unredacted records revealing the leaders of the country's National Institute of Health and National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases profited off the virus that killed thousands. The records show Collins and Fauci got 58 royalty payments for allowing companies to use their COVID vaccines. This, This is just staggering. Through the Freedom of Information Act, 56,000 transactions were recorded, totaling over 325 million banked by the experts. Okay, I need someone. I need someone to play devil's advocate or whatever. Tell me how how this isn't the biggest scandal. Well, I mean, every day with the Biden administration, we get the biggest scandal ever. But how is this not the biggest scandal in American history? If this is indeed true, or even a fraction, if he made... 10 million, 20, 30 million, not 300 million for pushing the vaccine. And by the way, discouraging therapeutics, indeed outlawing ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, these therapeutics, which we've now found out work, ivermectin, they're now allowing doctors to prescribe it after three years and a million dead Americans. Uh, you can go ahead and use ivermectin. Uh, you know, uh, someone should be apologizing to Joe Rogan today, but. Don't forget, all that mattered was a vaccine. Everybody, babies, you know, perfectly healthy high school athletes, everybody had to get the vaccine, which we now know doesn't work, didn't work, doesn't stop the transmission, doesn't stop the spread. Um, but he pushed it. And I said it all along. He is the greatest pharma sale, big pharma salesman ever. He pushed it. He forced the government. I mean, didn't force the government, encouraged the president, Donald Trump, and then Joe Biden to lock down the country and force everybody to get a useless vaccine. Why? Because he was making money hand over fist. I thought we would find out he was making, I don't know, five, 10 million. Now we found out he was making 300 million. (laughs) How is this not the biggest scandal in history? We have, this is, this is from a couple of years ago. It's on uh, whatever, a zoom uh, hearing with the great Rand Paul grilling Fauci the way he does, and Fauci can't handle anyone talking back to him. He's been in government for 50 years. He's been the man, the boss. He tells people what to do. He's a, he's a vile little tyrant. And when someone like Rand Paul, who's a doctor and who's very smart, grills him, he just can't take it. But he lied under oath repeatedly about making money. But worse than that, lying, I understand is he goes to this, this out he has where he says he's not required by law to tell you how many royalty payments they're getting. He's, he's in government making hundreds of millions of dollars, and he says, you can't make me reveal the truth. You can't make me admit that I've gotten fabulously wealthy, wealthy pushing this worthless vaccine on people and not telling them to get out there and lose weight, exercise, get healthy, eat healthy, take therapeutics, or, you know, just just get the virus, get natural immunity, get through it. If you're young and healthy, there was no reason to get the shot. But let's keep in mind, people died from side effects. People were hurt. There were serious vaccine injuries. But Fauci didn't care. He was in it for the money. Let's watch a little bit of one of the many exchanges between Fauci and uh, Rand Paul. Go ahead. 
Here's what I want to know. It's not just about you. Everybody on the vaccine committee, have any of them ever received money from the people who make vaccines? Can you tell me uh, that? Can you tell me if Senator, anybody on the vaccine approval committees ever received gonna, any money from people who make vaccines? Soundbite, number one, are you going to let me answer a question? Okay, so let me give you some information. First of all, according to the regulations, people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them, even on their financial statement, according to the Bayh-Dole Act. So that's unbelievable. I mean, honest to God, if it weren't a partisan issue, that's this would be, you know, the biggest story. Obviously, Democrats, the media, they're invested in this guy. They love this guy and they're protecting him. He says, uh, you can't, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. He's a government bureaucrat. He works for the taxpayers. He's making hundreds of millions. And he says, not going to tell you. You can't make me tell you. Uh, yeah, I think we should. I think the whole country should understand why we went through what we went through because nothing mattered to him or Collins or Burks or, or uh, Walensky, uh, Rochelle Lewinsky, Rochelle Walensky or Lewinsky, whatever, same thing. Uh, nothing matters to them except selling vaccines, making Pfizer billionaires. They made dozens of Pfizer executives billionaires and they weren't far behind. How is that not the biggest scandal of our lifetimes? Honest to God, we need more of that. We need him before Congress again. We need some hostile questions for that snake, for that lion little weasel who has just gotten fabulously wealthy. It's disgusting. Maybe, you know, maybe these these open records, these these FOIA requests, maybe the, maybe it's all lies. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's all lies. Maybe he's perfectly uh, virtuous and just doing it for to protect people. But what he's a doctor. He's a doctor and a federal bureaucrat, bureaucrat who got rich, by the way, after funding the research that created the virus. So he had a hand in creating the virus. And then when the virus hit our shores, he got fabulously wealthy, pushing these vaccines that didn't actually work. At least they didn't work for many, most people. All right, we got to move. We got to move. Let's get to... Uh, Oh, man. Let's go. Let's do Scott Brown quickly because uh, Scott Brown went on with our friend Tom Shattuck on his Burn Barrel podcast, former senator, and uh, talked about Joe Biden, who, who by the way, I, uh, Joe, I was looking at his Twitter account this morning to see if he tweeted anything about Maui. He hasn't, at least not lately, since the death toll soared. But he tweets out a picture. You want to talk about tone deafness? Get this tweet from last night. Yeah, last night, tweet from last night, from his account, obviously he doesn't have anything to do with it. He wouldn't even know how to tweet. But they tweet out a picture of Joe Bud, and the tweet is whatever, lying about the economy, which is what he does every day, and how the economy is going great. And it's him leaning down and, like, leering at a little girl, (laughs) thinking, at what point do they say, we can't do any more photo ops with little girls, Joe? It's a bad look. You're a creepy old man. We got to move on. You You got to stop. Stop putting your hands on children. Stop sniffing them. Stop touching them. Stop leaning down and breathing on them. But he can't help himself. That's the bottom line. He just can't help himself. But apparently that was the deal when uh, Scott Brown was sworn into the Senate. He couldn't help himself then either. And uh, Scott Brown's wife, TV personality, Gail Huff, very attractive woman, uh, couldn't keep there. There's there's the tweet from last night. Look at him. And this is from his account. This is not some person 
uh, you know, some Republican or media person who hates him. This is him account leaning down. Look at, she looks so uncomfortable like kids always do around him. And the tweet is about how great the economy is or something. This is what he was doing or his, his social media team was doing while Maui was burning. But uh, let's get to Scott Brown and hear it from him, the former Senator uh, about what it was like when he was sworn in. And uh, Joe got a little handsy with uh, Gail Huff, Scott's wife. Go ahead. When you got sworn in as Senator, was he like hair sniffing Gail or handsy with Gail? Or did I imagine? Yeah, 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 yeah. I told him I'd kick the shit up. I told him to stop. Do so, yes. I think people are irked out about all the hair sniffing and things. And then we went overseas and he especially took a long inhale. And I think women are skeeved out by that that st- stuff and and you know he's not a good guy oh, you know him i mean listen he's 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 i i did know him i i spent a, quite a bit of time with him i i enjoyed his company but that's not joe biden he, he this you we all know the signs my yeah. my uh you know uh, we all know people who have dementia and and have the beginning of alzheimer's and and you know he's got it i mean it's the walk it's the way he's mumbling his anger mm-hmm. outbursts and you know it's it's a shame uh that we can't do better as i said uh, in this great country but you know a lot of people don't want to run because of everything you're seeing now yeah hey you know it, you know I, you know the uh the, i i obviously joe biden's a pervert and a, he likes you know he's a uh what does his son called him uh hunter called him pedo pedo pete yeah pedo pete um I never thought of that as a symptom of dementia. Obviously, he's got dementia. Obviously, we see all the other symptoms, the uh, angry outbursts, the forgetting things, can't speak, can't complete sentences, the stiff gait, many symptoms of dementia. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe the symptom of dementia is you don't have the uh, the governor, you know, in your mind that I shouldn't do this. That's why he tried to nibble on that kid in Finland. He doesn't have the governor that says this is inappropriate, so he just goes in for the sniff or goes in for the nibble uh, and... Uh, it's not going to get better, as we say all the time. It is not going to get better. Let me do, I want to do this uh, before we get to Vivek. And uh, and uh, if we have time, we'll do Snow White too. But this story, uh, which broke Friday, about the about David Weiss being a special prosecutor named to investigate Hunter Biden, is the greatest example yet how they don't care what it looks like. They don't care about optics or image. They're going to cover up for Hunter, they are going to protect Hunter at all costs. First of all, I don't think this is even legal. I mean, a special prosecutor is supposed to be unbiased, not political. This guy, we've already learned, slow walked the investigation into Hunter for five years. He never looked at the laptop. Uh, He tipped off the other side, the, the, the Bidens, about search warrants. I mean, he was completely in the tank. This guy is corrupt to the core. And when they said he wasn't allowed to do his job, the IRS whistleblowers that it wasn't his call. Um, they said it was. So why is he a special prosecutor now when he was a U.S. attorney and they said he had all the authority of a special prosecutor? I'll tell you why. Now Congress can't call him in for a hearing and swear him in under oath. Now he's busy. He's in an active investigation. He can't testify. But the most corrupt thing, and God knows there's a million things that the DOJ has done the, you know, the federal government has done to protect Biden. To me, the sweetheart deal they got Hunter was the worst because it was so obvious. They tried to sneak it by the judge Noriega and she caught it. She said she blew it up because it was just so just, it was so corrupt, so dishonest, so duplicitous. 
and she made him go back and do it all over again. And now they're saying Hunter's going to go to trial. Hunter's going to go to trial. Really? I don't think so. I think the special prosecutor is again, charged with one thing, protecting Joe, uh, protecting Hunter Biden and thus protecting Joe Biden. But here's my theory is they can never let Hunter go to jail. They can never let Hunter face serious charges because Hunter, as we know, is a scumbag. Hunter banged his dead brother's widow and then his dead brother's widow's sister. Hunter is a really, really rotten human being. Drugs, whatever, aside, just a terrible guy. Does anyone think he wouldn't turn on Joe or Jill or Jim Biden or anybody else to protect his ass? He's the one that labeled Joe Biden pedo Pete. He's the one that complained that his father made him give him half his money, which the Democrats are conveniently ignoring. He's the one that said, you know, that they had to take, that he had to pay, give half his money to his father and pay all his father's bills. So that pissed him off. He's on record of calling his mother or stepmother, Jill, the C word. So, I mean, he's a rotten guy, a terrible son. He would turn on these people in a heartbeat, particularly if he's, you know, all drugged out again. And they know that they can't let him face consequences. He knows everything. I don't know why people don't think of that. Joe Biden doesn't have unconditional love for his son. He has unconditional love for himself. And he knows that he has to protect himself for whatever, from whatever Hunter knows. They have no choice but to protect Pedo Pete. Pedo Pete. Because if they don't, who knows? He's kind of unpredictable. He's kind of crazy. He's on drugs. He's completely immoral, unethical. Uh, he could turn on everybody, bring the whole thing down. So they have to protect him. Thus, the name, uh, thus they named David Weiss, the special prosecutor, who, by the way, let the statute of limitations run out intentionally on some of the tax crimes Hunter committed. Sure, that guy's going to be uh, real independent. It is the most brazen act of just corruption and cover-up I think I've ever seen. But all right, let me do, uh, let me do Shay, and then we'll get the Vivek. And if we have time, we'll get to the dumbest member of the Senate who's going to tell you why Maui's burning. But first. Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. And over the weekend in Iowa was the big state fair, which is a big, big, big political event. All the candidates, Trump's especially, took credit for the big crowd, but there's a big crowd every year. It's a state fair. Trump didn't stay long. 
Uh, DeSantis did all kinds of things. He rode the bumper cards with his daughter. He made deviled eggs for people. And he was doing the usual schmoozing thing. The problem DeSantis has, I'm still, I still like him. I still hope there's hope for him. God knows he's been a great, great governor, but he's uh, fading fast in the polls. And, and uh, Vivek is moving up. Vivek is there. He's kind of a surrogate for Trump. He may be on the short list for Trump's VP. It'd be a good choice. He's young. He's smart as hell. He's got energy. But here's the problem DeSantis has and the advantage Vivek has. DeSantis doesn't love this process. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't love it either. I wouldn't love going to Iowa in August where it's 100 degrees and schmoozing with people all day. Campaigning sucks for most people. And it and that gets conveyed to the voters. They don't like guys. I should say they don't like, they don't get enthusiastic about guys who don't love the process. That's why Trump was so successful in 15 and 16, because he loved it. He loved the fight, the debates, the campaigning, the rallies, the hats. And it people felt that vibe and they, and they, and they wanted to be part of it. Well, nobody enjoys the process, which again, normal people will find to be a grind. Vivek loves it. That's why he's running, by the way. He loves, he says, I'll run. I'm, you know, so he'll sell books. He'll get famous, but he'll also have some fun. So he was asked, I guess, about what song he wanted to, as like an intro song. And uh, he mentioned Eminem. And somehow the answer, I think it was Kim Reynolds, the governor was talking to him. He went from uh, telling her his favorite song to singing it, to rapping for the crowd. Now, there aren't many candidates you could picture doing this, but tell me there's anybody out there on either side of the aisle having as much fun as Vivek. Let's uh, let's watch a little bit of it. He's having fun, but that's cringy. <laughs> I don't know. It looks, people are loving it. They're having a blast. I don't know. It's not, I think he, there's two things. It, obviously he loves the whole process, loves, you know, being a center of attention. Uh, but he also feels like he's got nothing to lose. You know, he's whatever, third in the polls, fourth, maybe he's not going to win. Might, might be VP again. Maybe he'll be a candidate in four years, eight years. He's 37. He's, 40 years younger than Trump. He's 43 years younger than Biden. He's got a lot of time left and his name recognition is just going through the roof, but I've never seen a political candidate rap, especially not at the Iowa state fair. That's a guy who feels like he's got nothing to lose and he's having a good time and, and people are getting to know him and they like what they see. I think it'd be a good choice. I still think Byron Donalds is the favorite. Carrie Lake, probably second. But uh, Vivek is right in the mix for potential VP. I t- we started the show talking about uh, Maui, the damage in Maui, the devastation, the death toll. Has it changed in the last hour, Ironhead? It was at 96 when we started recording. Hundreds missing. The death toll is going to be... Uh, I'm guessing over 200, just absolute devastation. It was so bad. Joe Biden almost cut his beach day short, but Hey, you know, what can you do? What can you do? Not not a lot of beach days left. So he stayed there and fried his old carcass in the sun while Maui burned. Um, But I guess I should give him credit for this. He said no comment, which is pretty, 
disgusting in my opinion, but at least he didn't say climate change. He will. It's coming. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow he'll, he'll get the climate change. But, uh, Maisie, Maisie Hirono, the Senator from, uh, Hawaii, widely known as the dumbest member of the Senate. At least she was until Ed Markey got elected, but uh, just an absolute moron. And she went on CNN. What day was this, by the way? Was this Saturday, Friday? Honest to God, the bur- they, they still hadn't found the bodies. The embers were still burning. This whole town was gone. The, 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 the devastation was incalculable at this point. And she goes on CNN with Jake Tapper and says, what else? It's climate change. Go ahead, play it combat the climate crisis. Given what you're seeing on the ground, do you want President Biden to actually declare a climate emergency? I think that we uh, we very, very much need to acknowledge uh, that climate change is upon us. There are whole states, by the way, Jake, where you can't even the, use the words climate change because they still have a hit in the sand attitude. But for example, the Inflation Reduction Act provided some $300 billion to combat climate change and and to uh, move us away from continuing reliance on fossil fuels. Yes, there is more that needs to be done and there will be lessons learned from uh, the, this ongoing tragedy for the other counties as well as the county of Maui. Clearly, wildfires is an occurrence in Hawaii. People don't realize that, uh, that, that acres are burned in Hawaii as in so many other states. And in terms of the percentage of acreage burned, uh, Hawaii is on a par with other states, there is not enough uh, recognition that we are going to need to combat uh, these kinds of wildfires. We have situations where the tremendously high winds that were attendant to Hurricane Dora just uh, resulted in these flames just leaping. That's your your senator of the state that's devastated. I mean, I, I feel bad for the people of Hawaii, but boy, they elect that person. I feel She's bad just, for Jake Tapper having a freaking entertainer. Climate change, by the way, he's the one. The climate change, just once, I'd like to hear. Could you explain, ma'am? You, you know, obviously it's made it's a big deal with you. Climate change. What states are you not allowed to say climate change in? Let me guess, Florida. Yeah, they don't you, let you say that. You get stoned to death if you say. Would that be a follow-up question? What state are you talking about? Secondly, how exactly did it work that climate change from CO2, man-made climate change caused 80 80 mile per hour winds and fire to spread uh, in a place with terrible uh, forest management. They don't prepare for these things, obviously, but she blames climate change. And Joe Biden, today, KJP, will say, see what happens, climate change. We need more. We need a trillion dollars so we can stop fires from burning. and, And they do it. Again, while the bodies aren't even recovered, it's just ghoulish. We're going to sit there and tell you it's your fault, your fault for for driving that SUV and using the gas stove. You're the one who caused this. That's coming today from someone in the Biden administration, and they should be ashamed. Maybe we'll do a, we'll save Snow White for another day. If you want to see, we're going to show you why Snow White is going to be the biggest disaster in Disney history. It's the most the person snow white the actual snow white we'll get to her she's just uh the most unlikable person i don't think she quite understands what's at stake here she is looking at starring in the biggest flop in disney history that's what i think but hey can we go out with a little uh a little oliver anthony today ironhead sure let me pull that back hold on hold on i know you like his beard i know you like his his 
the, the, the hair, the, the look, the ginger beard. What do you think of the song? Uh, it's not my cup of tea. Oh, it's mine. I love it. It's not. Why don't you like it? I don't like, I'm not really that big into country and his voice is real raspy and not just kind of raspy. I like raspy. I'm a big raspy fan. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I can't get, I, I, I'm all for uh, that and like try that in a small town, but I just can't get into either one. He read, he read the Bible yesterday before he made his appearance. So he's not backing down. I don't think you're going to see him going all commercial anytime soon. And I think uh, he's going to enjoy his uh, time as a counterculture kind of uh, celebrity on the fringe. I don't think they're going to invite him on the voice. Could be wrong. I don't think he's going to be, well, there's no late night comedy anymore. They're all on strike, but I don't think Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel will have him on when they return anytime soon, which makes me like him even more. But uh, let's go out with the new hit sensation, Oliver Anthony singing uh, Richmond North of Richmond. And by the way, I like to think he's talking about not just the Bidens, Hunter, Joe, he's talking about Fauci here. That's what this song, if you were to put a face to this song, it would be this face, this evil little elf right here. This is who he's singing about when he talks about uh, rich men that want to know what you think. They want to know what you do. They want total control. That's this little, this little imp, this evil elf. Go ahead. Play it. We, oh, by the way, hold on. Hold on. Let's say, let's uh, say thanks to everybody for listening and thank you. And we will be back tomorrow and every day on this uh, show, the Callahan show, but uh, let's go out. With the great Oliver Anthony. Go ahead. I wish politicians would look out for miners and not just miners on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to heat, and the whole beast milking welfare. Is keep on kicking them down. Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to. The people like me, the people like you, wish I could just wake up and it not be true. But God save the queen, man. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.